This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We got Chantel Rankin. We got Julian Kushnick. They're producing the program tonight. Get me on Twitter at Dan Grosser, G-R-A-C-A. Thoughts and prayers to anybody who's got to be outside in this garbage right now. So if you're heading home, if you got to walk, if you got to be just, you know, take it one step at a time. Be smart, be safe, and, and try to get indoors. It is just, it's unforgiving outside. That's what it is. You know, we were talking a little while ago. Like, I, I you know, as I've gotten older, I really just continue. I, I get it. You know, I get it. I know now why people leave these parts and never come back. Because it's days like today. And really the winter as a whole. But, you know, when you do get these type of days with the forecast, where it's just as soon as you open the door, you don't even want to, you, you shut it. Because it's like, why do, if you were thinking about going outside and then you open the door, you say, well, no, it can wait. I mean, this is just awful. And I mean, by all accounts, we haven't really even had that bad of a winter. You know, we've had no snow. And, you know, you get the, we had those two cold days right around Christmas, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day or whatever. Those couple of days were freezing. And then today is like right up there with it. So hopefully this is the end. And I do see on the forecast, though, that it's going to be like in the 50s. Uh, once again in a couple of days and into next week. So, hey, I'll sign up for that. I don't need snow. I'm not worrying about The only time snow was any good is when you were a kid and you got days off from school. That was it. That's all snow is good for. And I feel bad for kids nowadays because now they make you work from home. Everything is virtual, so you don't even get the benefit of a, of a snow day now if you're a kid. See, we, we got all the breaks when we were growing up. Not anymore. It ain't like it used to be, as they say. We got a busy show for you. We're looking forward to this one. Our good pal, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I know he was on earlier with the K-Show, but in case you didn't hear him, you can hear him again with us coming up at 8 o'clock because it's a big NBA day with the Kyrie Irving news, which will be all over, of course. You got your all-star selections. Nick's doing their thing, so we always look forward to having on our pal, Stephen A. He'll join us at the top of the hour. And as I teased with the guys a little while ago, Jeff Lagerman's going to join us at 9 o'clock. And, and if you're a Jet fan and a football fan, you're really going to want to stay tuned for this one because it's a real good spot. And, and Jeff... Really knows his football, as you would hope, but he was a pretty good player for the Jets, former first-round pick for six years to begin his career back in the day, you know, drafted in um, 89 and, and played through the early 90s there. And then he went on to Jacksonville as a player after that, and he hasn't left since. You know, as soon as he retired, he went into the radio booth, and he's been their radio analyst now for like 25 years. And uh, Buttle and I had him on the pregame show when the Jets played the Jaguars late in the season there on that Thursday night. And, you know, I thought he would be a great guy to get on because, remember, Nathaniel Hackett, who's the new Jets offensive coordinator, he probably had his best year as a play caller in 2017 with the Jacksonville Jaguars when he took them all the way to the AFC Championship game and they had a top 10 offense. So Jeff knows um, what Hackett is all about and saw Hackett do some good things when it comes to guiding an offense there. And on top of that, Jacksonville this year played the Philadelphia Eagles. They played the Kansas City Chiefs twice. So Jeff has seen both Super Bowl participants up close and personal. So, I mean, we are literally killing like three birds with one stone by having Jeff on the program. So want to stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up uh, at 9 o'clock. But we have to start off with, as you would expect, the big news of the day involving the Brooklyn Nets and involving Kyrie Irving and his latest trade request. I can't even keep track. Is this the first? Is this like the second? Is this the third? Is this the fourth? I, I You know, when it comes to Kyrie and him being unhappy – and dissatisfied with things, you you do lose track of these type of things. And, you know, show of hands right now if anybody is really shocked 
that were at this position right now. Anybody? Anybody at all, because I, for one, am not. You know, I, I, we were having these discussions in the summer that this is how it was likely going to play out, and I was really, really surprised that there were so many people, people that I respect, like friends in the business, like that, that really know their stuff. I was shocked that they were being as naive and as gullible as they were, that they were actually believing that the Nets were going to be able to put it together this year and make a legitimate run and be a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, i got a bridge to sell you. Because when you look at the roster, yeah, it's talented, but it's not video games. You know, it's not pretend. It's real basketball. And unfortunately, when you also look at the back of the card, you see that there have been some things along the way with a couple of these guys that let you scratch your head and really didn't give you a heck of a lot of confidence that this thing would play itself out the way maybe the Nets and Net fans would want them to. And so look at where they are right now in the beginning of February. You got Kevin Durant, who's hurt. You got Ben Simmons, who, you know, whatever. I don't know. Good luck trying to figure out Ben Simmons at this point. And now Kyrie wants out. Like, so much has happened already, and I, I don't even know, like, you know, the Amazon stuff with Kyrie Irving, and that certainly took up a chunk of the conversation here with the Nets, that so much time has already passed here, you forgot almost that Steve Nash got fired. Remember that? Like, Steve Nash was here at one point, and that was still this season. It wasn't like three years ago. No, like, that still all was part of this year. Where do you think Steve Nash is today, by the way, hearing that news about Kyrie Irving? He's sitting on a beach someplace with his feet up, having a nice cocktail, like laughing over the fact that, you know what, he doesn't have to deal with this garbage anymore, and he's collected his check from the Brooklyn Nets, as he should, with some nice peace of mind and not having to worry about these type of things. But this was bound to happen. We were going to eventually come to this day that Kyrie Irving didn't want to be a part of the Brooklyn Nets anymore. You know, remember, going into the season, he pledged his loyalty to the Nets only because he went out there and was knocking on doors. Remember, he reached out to LeBron over the summer. Hey, how about a reunion? Hey, LeBron, when I didn't want to be your teammate anymore in Cleveland, ah, you know what, that's old news. How about we do it again? He was trying to find any place that was going to be able to pay him what he feels he's worth. But then when he couldn't find a taker that had enough salary cap space and those type of things to be able to get him under contract, he said, ah, you know what, I'm all nets. Go Nets, N-E-T-S, Nets, 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 the Jersey boy that he is, right? The Nets pajamas, the Nets bed sheets. Growing up as a kid there, big old Net fan, can't wait. And what happened? Going into his walk here, wants a contract at the end of the season, just like anybody would. And there were probably discussions that went on behind the scenes. The Nets smartly, look, Nets haven't done a lot of things to um, – too cutting edge over the last few years. You know, you're not going to have a manual of, you know, Joe signed Sean Marks on how to build a winning franchise anytime soon. That's not going to hit your uh, favorite, favorite local uh, book retailer anytime soon. I can promise you that. But the Nets wisely said, you know what, we're not going to get into a long-term arrangement anymore. Like, we've been there, done that. And where has it gotten us? So the Nets said, thanks, but no thanks. Or at the very least told him, you know what, let's be patient and see how this thing plays itself out for the remainder of the season. Kyrie didn't like that, and Kyrie said, trade me. You're either you're all in or you're not, or I'm out. And that's how Kyrie decided to play it this year, right? Kyrie was committed at the beginning of the season, remember. 
This thing tried to work for a little bit, just a little bit. And then Kyrie decided he wanted to become the world's most controversial film critic for Amazon, and you know how that thing blew up. And if I'm the Nets, you know, I was thinking about this, and, and you could tell me what you think, and I'd love to hear from you too at 800-919-3776. If I'm the Nets right now, you might as well just blow the whole thing up. Blow it up. Because all you're doing right now is you're like running in, pra- running in place, essentially. You're stuck in neutral. Like we talk about purgatory. This might even be worse than purgatory because the Nets aren't the eighth seed. They're not in the playing tournament, right, which is what we define and categorize NBA purgatory is like the Nets are actually better than that wins and losses wise. But given the way this roster is currently constructed, what the hell are they ultimately winning? Tell me. And that's with Kevin Durant as the centerpiece and the focal point of this team. You might as well blow it up. You shouldn't just stop at Kyrie Irving. You should see what you should get for, Ky- or for Kevin Durant because that is really what ultimately is going to bring you the most in return. That is how you're going to begin to finally turn this thing around. The Nets are not winning a championship. You can mark this tape. You can save the tape. You could replay it every day until the Nets are no longer a franchise anymore. The Nets will never win a championship with Kevin Durant as the focal point of that team ever. Because, A, I don't think that he's going to want to be part of it much longer. And remember, in the summertime, he wanted out. Let's not forget about that for a second. He was the guy who wanted a trade. And then all of a sudden, you know, bygones be bygones, and then all of a sudden he's Mr. Net again. So it's more unpredictable than the weather when it comes to the Nets. When you wake up each morning, you don't know who's going to be dissatisfied. If you're Sean Marks, if you're Jock Vaughn, if you're Joe Sy, you wake up in the morning, you check your phone, you probably scroll through Twitter, and you say to yourself, okay, let me see who's unhappy today on our team. Let's see who wants a trade. And I'll tell you this, and, and we're going to take your phone calls at 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the trait, the characteristic that the Nets have, that the real contenders, and I say real true contenders, which of course doesn't include the Brooklyn Nets, that those teams do not possess. And that's what makes them contenders and the Nets not contenders. Remember, Stephen A. is going to join us at 8. Jeff Lagerman on Nathaniel Hackett to the Jets and the Super Bowl coming up at 9. Dan Gross' show. It is a Friday. We're rolling till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Up the Nets right now talking about Kyrie Irving. Wants a trade. Wants out of Brooklyn. You name it. The th- The thing that the Nets have, which, you know, among many reasons, why you can't fashion them a real contender, even if things were peachy keen right now, which they're not. But what the Nets do is that they could fracture from within. They could essentially self-destruct on their own, right? None of those other teams that are really – Serious about winning the Eastern Conference, have to deal with that stuff. Boston doesn't have to deal with it. Ironically, the last time Boston dealt with stuff like that, who was on their team? Oh, that's right, Kyrie Irving. You know, Milwaukee, that isn't going to happen, too. They're champions. Philadelphia, think about it. Philadelphia's got James Harden on their team. 
And you don't even have to worry about that with them. Cleveland, of course, is a young and up-and-coming team. You know, they've assembled a nice roster. They got a lot of ability. They seem to all like each other. But not the Nets. The Nets' worst enemy has always been themselves in one way, shape, or form. And you can't say that about any of these other teams in the top half of the Eastern Conference. You just can't. And think about it. What exactly has this group, this grand experiment, and really I mean KD Kyrie, because James Harden was here for a little bit, then James Harden got tired of it and he wanted out. By the way, James Harden looks like a genius now, doesn't he? James Harden looks like a sympathetic figure that he didn't want to be part of this mess. And he said, get me the hell out of here. Paints James Harden in a new, different light altogether. And then Ben Simmons comes in, and, you know, essentially they've got nothing out of Ben Simmons, as you would expect. Acquiring James Harden. Not the other guys, but acquiring James Harden is what really was the straw that broke the camel's back when you're talking about Brooklyn. That did it in. Because think about what they gave up to get him. For what? What did it get them? And all these years that they've been together, and in that first year, you know that Kevin Durant wasn't going to play because he was rehabbing the injury. So it was like a scholarship year for him and making all that money. They have won one playoff series in all these years. One playoff series. That's impressive, is it not? Like, that's really, really, really good. For all the drama, all the headaches, all the acclaim, all these things, they have won one playoff series and gone through how many coaches in the process, too? How many coaches? Kenny Atkinson has now got himself a championship ring sitting on that Golden State bench last year. He's probably laughing. And who knows where Steve Nash is going to turn up. But you talk about one of the great disappointments and underachieving jobs in modern pro sports. I'm not just talking the NBA. I'm talking about team sports in general in North America. The Brooklyn Nets have to be at or near the top of the list with this current group. Let's see what you guys think. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Matthew's in Brooklyn. He's first up here on 98.7 ESPN. Matthew, how are you? I don't know how Kyrie could actually believe, even if he gets traded to another team, they'll give him that big extension. Is he that blind that he caused this all by himself? No team out there is going to give him a massive extension or even a generous extension. He's not in that 30 or $40 million range because of all his antics he brought to the court. I, I can't see it. I just can't see anyone giving him a lot of money. Well, Matthew, he must be the only one, right? Because I guess some something is not adding up here, right? Because from his standpoint, you know, he thinks he's God's gift to basketball. He thinks he's God's gift to, to the human race, everything. Um, and he thinks that this <laughs> act of his, which has ruffled plenty of feathers here in Brooklyn over the years, maybe he thinks that that's something that's not really caught on the rest of the NBA. And maybe he just thinks he's going to hook on with a situation and a.k.a. a buddy of his or somebody he's close to in the NBA, and that's going to make all the problems go away because the stars run the league. Whether you like it or not, the stars run the league in the NBA. It is a player's league, and I think that that's what he's falling back on more so than anything else. Yes, but also he's, he's 30-something. Is he 30 yet? I'm not too sure about that, but he's getting up there. 
I'm a, and a guy his size cannot be a star for a long time. A guy his size cannot dominate the game on both sides of the floor. He's 30 years old. He'll be 31 coming up in March. But, look, I, I mean, and thanks for the phone call, Matthew. I appreciate it. I, yeah, you got it. I, 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 I mean, look, when he plays, he plays at a high level. I mean, shoot, he was just voted an all-star starter. If you could separate all the off-the-court stuff and all the drama from the basketball, guy's a good basketball player. Really good basketball player. But it's never always been just about basketball. And that's the biggest problem with him. It's never been about basketball. There's always a yeah, but. There's always something else. Now, what about this option if you're Brooklyn? If you're Sean Marks, do you call his bluff? Because they've done this before, right? They did it with Kevin Durant over the summer when KD wanted out of here. The Nets said, we're not trading you. Because they know that they wouldn't be able to get the value necessary to replace a guy of his talents. So if you're the Nets, why don't you call Kyrie at his bluff? Because I'll tell you, if he decides to sulk, and if he decides to not necessarily go out there and play his best and do everything he possibly can to help the Nets win this year and to get to the playoffs and succeed, who is he hurting more than anybody else, the Nets or himself? Because isn't he the guy that needs a contract at the end of the season? If he still had time left on his deal after this year, then that might not be an alternative. But the fact that he is going to have to be on his best behavior and he's going to have to play well because he wants some team to pay him, whoever that is, why would he go mailing in with the Nets? How is that going to reflect positively on him going into the offseason and going onto the open market? I don't think it would reflect pretty well. How about you? So that is an option. I mean, if you want to play hardball, if you're the Nets, you could do that. And so we're not trading you. You're either a net or nobody. But can you imagine the atmosphere in that locker room, practices, during the game, that probably won't go over too well. I'd like to see it try, though. I'd like to see them try. That would be fun, you know, because sports is entertainment after all. I would like to maybe see what that would constitute. Subi's in Midtown. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Subi, how we doing? And regarding the Nets, I mean, Kyrie is uh... – a situation where if you deal them to the Western Conference uh, and get some commodities, it's not the worst-case scenario. And you're also dealing with a situation the next couple of years. I mean, I, I was hearing Alan Hahn say that they, it's either a total uh, rebuild or you get uh, at least some West Coast teams like Golden State or um, Los Angeles to give some hot commodities for Kyrie. I think it's either a total rebuild or trade Kyrie. What do you think about that? But what, but, but, but what are you getting back realistically? That's the thing. You know, you're not getting LeBron James. You're not getting Anthony Davis. They're going to try to dump somebody like Russell Westbrook on you. And if you sit here and talking about Kyrie Irving and him being on the wrong side of 30 potentially and how much longer can he play at a high level, I mean, Russell Westbrook is 35 years old. You know? Like, the, you really think that Russell Westbrook is going to make the Nets champions? You know, and the reason that they suggest a name like him is because the money would match up, because he's a free agent at the end of the season. He's making a lot of money this year, but, you know, year's almost over. But, what, I mean, like, what is Russell Westbrook going to do for the Nets? They already have a guy who's playing at an all-star level, and, you know, they're, they're, they're good, 
But it's not good enough to get to the NBA Finals. It's not going to be good enough to beat some of these other teams in the East because I don't think they're good enough. I don't think they're better than these teams. I don't think they're better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're better than Boston. And I don't think they're better than Philly. And what's going to be the status of Kevin Durant, by the way, who's dealing with a knee right now that has kept him out of action for a few weeks? Yeah, I've heard the Golden State thing, too. What's Golden State going to give them? What, you think Steph Curry's coming here for Kyrie Irving? I would just blow the whole thing up. Blow it all up. But don't stop at Kyrie. Throw in KD. Because this group is not winning anything. Make Ben Simmons your franchise player. How about that? You want to have a laugh? Make Ben Simmons your guy. Put him on the outside of the Barclays Center. Make all these new commercials on the Yes Network or whatever. Make Ben Simmons the centerpiece. And they could show him in his street clothes sitting on the bench. Because that's essentially what he does anyways. Here's Ben Simmons coming to the arena in his street clothes. He'll be wearing them all night because he doesn't play. When you take on these type of personalities, and when you go all in and you build your team around a couple of guys, which may work, it might not work, this is the danger of it. And Kevin Durant, like, you know, we talked about what this would mean to his legacy potentially. Right? How does a player as great as Kevin Durant, and he's a great player, really, really great player, how does a guy like KD decide to align himself with somebody like Kyrie Irving? Right? Somebody who is the epitome of unreliable. How could you do that? thinking that he was going to be the answer and he was ultimately going to help them win a championship. And then they ran it back. They ran it back. KD's like, yeah, let's do it again. Four more years. I'm in. For one playoff series victory. One. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Thankfully, There's a hell of a lot less drama over at Madison Square Garden these days. Knicks are just a nice little team, you know, trying to make the playoffs, winning some games here and there. Hey, they got an all-star. A lot less dramatic over on that side. And boy, did they need that one last night, huh? We'll talk about that coming up next. Dan Gross' show till 10. Remember, Stephen A's coming on at 8 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Gross' show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking hoops, talking Kyrie, talking Knicks, talking the whole shebang here. Matt in the car up next here on 98.7. Matt, how we doing? Hey, Dan. How's it going? First time, long hey, time. Man. Thanks, buddy. What's going on? No, I just want to talk about Kyrie real quick. Um, I know you said blow it up, but I don't mean to have the Rockets. We send the Rockets, I think, control our picks till about 2025 or 2026. So wouldn't they be in, like, the same – purgatory situation that they were in a couple years ago before KD and Kyrie got here. I mean, I get what you're saying, like, blow it up. If you're not going all the way, why go at all? But just... Well, what are you getting... What are you going to... Here's the wild card. Forget about Kyrie. What can Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. get you in return? That's the question. I agree, 100%. Then you're banking on someone else. Also, you're just banking on someone else's draft picks as well, obviously, which, I mean... Right. 
if he doesn't want to play, why why have him here anyway? Because I I just don't think, like, where where is this team going? You know, that's what I started off saying. And, I mean, if you've watched this mm-hmm. whole thing play itself out for the last four or five years, I mean, like, how much time are we going to give this still? They've really done nothing. So you would be really gullible to believe that all of a sudden we're going to snap our fingers and all of a sudden the Nets are going to transform themselves into one of the best teams, you know, that's legitimately could win a championship, drama-free, all those things. I, I don't believe it's happening. It's time for a do-over. Do you know what I mean, Matt? Yep, I agree. Thanks, Dan. Be good. Tony in the car. He's up next here on 98.7. Hey, Tone. What's going on, Dan? So let me get this straight. So Kyrie says he wants a trade, but Kevin Durant didn't want to stay with Russell Westbrook. O-M-G-Z. All I can say is this. Thank you, Jesus. Kevin Durant didn't. Hey, Tony. Kevin Durant didn't want to stay with a dynasty in Golden State. A dynasty. Exactly. I'm not understanding. I'm I'm so confused. And, I mean, I understand you saying blow it up. But, once again, what tends to happen is when you get a superstar of this caliber, it's hard for you to get. The Knicks are living proof of that. We can't get a superstar to save our lives. Meanwhile, the Nets then did it twice. And like you said, they've done absolutely nothing with it. The first time when they got Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, the whole crew, they did nothing. Then they do it again, once again, did absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, the Knicks can't get a superstar to save their lives. I'm not understanding, Dan. Please explain it to me. <laughs> well, you know what it is? You, it's, you've got to get the right guy. It's almost like winning the lottery. Not the winning the lottery like you're talking about during – the, uh, the draft type of lottery with the ping pong balls. But you got to get the right guy who has a friendship with some other dude that he's going to bring with him. That's how the NBA works. You know, guys want to play with their buddies. That's how this thing is. And for some reason, known to man, I can't figure it out, but Kevin Durant decided he wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. And he thought that that was going to be after leaving Golden State with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and Steph Curry. I want to go play with Kyrie Irving because I want a circus 24 hours a day, apparently. That's what Kevin Durant decided. What in the could possibly – first of all, when you left OKC, all right, you left OKC, you know what, and people kind of forgave you for the Golden State thing. But then you leave Golden State to go to the next. With Kyrie, what could you? I, I I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. Tony, it's been how many years? I still don't get it. Exactly. I still don't get it. I, I, I'm saying to myself, what do the Nets have that once again that they could do this not once but twice and still have yet to get to a conference final, much less get to the finals? I don't get it. You know, it doesn't make Jason Kidd look that much better. Doesn't it? Ooh. Jason Kidd, the player, of course, and taking that franchise wow. to back-to-back NBA Finals and what he was able to hey. accomplish when he was there. Him and Kenyon, there you go. That, that right there, that was a team. Tony, don't sleep on that team. I love that team. That was a fun couple you, of you, years. You and me both. You and, and the day and that year that Jason Kidd didn't get that MVP. I'm oh. still un, not understanding because they gave he it to Duncan and Randy. Exactly. Thanks, Dad. Hundred percent. Tony, be good. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not. Look, I don't think that you can equate, for example, 
the whole Garnett Pierce awful trade with the Celtics with the whole Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving thing for the simple reason. Remember, that was a different ownership group. That was a different front office. One, to me, doesn't have anything to do with the other. You know, the Celtics trade, that was Billy King, Mikhail Prokhorov owning the team. This stuff here that's been happening with KD and Kyrie, this is Sean Marks' baby, now Joe Size. I don't think that you can put the blame one against the other. I, I really don't think that you can. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. As far as the Knicks are concerned, you know, let's, let's talk about something a little bit more uplifting. Right, and how often have we been able to say that over the years that we segue into the Knicks for some uplifting conversation? But it's true, right? Because that was a good win last night. And yeah, I, I think you get a little bit more extra credit for the victory and the fact that you didn't have Jalen Brunson. And look, you tried like hell to give it away. You really tried hard to give it away over that last minute or so, which is throwing the ball away like it was a hot potato. But it just goes to show you how much they miss Jalen Brunson. You know, someone that's going to be able to handle the ball. You know what it reminded me of last night? That game reminded me of the game in Dallas right around the holidays. Remember where they, they, they coughed up that lead in the final minute to the Mavericks, and then they ended up going to overtime, the game where Luka scored 60? That was the game that R.J. Barrett hurt his finger. That's what I thought last night was going to be a copycat of. And, when, and, and I, I said to the guys a, a little while ago at the end of the K show, like when, when Tyler Hero let that one go from the corner, it felt like the ball was in the air for an hour, and I don't know how you feel. I, it, it just seems like I, I had this weird premonition and this feeling like it was going in, right? It was just going to cap off just an unbelievable last minute or so, and it's like same old, same old. But they won the game, right? So you feel good about that. And look, some redemption, I think, certainly for R.J. Barrett after the benching that he had late in the Lakers game. And we talked about that the other night. It, you know, it doesn't reflect good on a guy like R.J. Barrett. When you had that Laker game, that the team down the other end of the floor, they had the two superstars, the two best players on the floor, and LeBron and Anthony Davis, and a guy who you were reluctant to trade in the offseason to get yourself a better player in Donovan Mitchell. And he was nailed to the bench down in crunch time. That didn't reflect well, not just on RJ, but basically on the entire organization and the decision to lock him up and to not include him in any sort of trade talks, like, that wasn't good. So I thought that last night's game was important. And I'm not delusional, and I don't, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you on the fact that R.J. Barrett is something that maybe he's not or he never will be as a player. He's a nice player. I don't think he's going to be a great player. Right, just like a couple of callers ago, like, why don't, why don't the Knicks ever get that superstar player? R.J. Barrett's not going to be a superstar player. He's a good player. And I know that he's still young, but I think at this point we've seen enough, and I think maybe reality could be setting in a little bit. And it just goes to show you how valuable a Jalen Brunson is on this basketball team with the way it unfolded late in the game. And, you know, a lot of people are all bent out of shape that Julius Randle made the all-star team, Jalen Brunson got snubbed. Guys, you got 12 spots. You know, that's what's cool about the NBA All-Star game is that they don't kind of water it down and, you know, change the rules like some of these other sports do with the All-Star teams. And, you know, the Knicks are Knicks are a good little team. You know, they're a winning team. They're, they're not going to get multiple All-Stars. 
They don't deserve that. You know, say what you want about a guy like Drew Holiday, for example, but, you know, Milwaukee's a proven commodity here. They're not that far removed from a championship. You know, they're still one of the best teams in the NBA and can win this whole thing again. Guys like Drew Holiday are going to get the nod there. If you're going to complain that a guy like Tyrese Halliburton got it over Brunson, again, you know, Halliburton leads the NBA in assists. Even though Indiana's not as good as the Knicks and they have a, they're have a losing team and, and that sort of stuff, Knicks are not going to get multiple All-Stars. Not going to happen. So they gave it a Randall, and you want to talk about redemption, and everybody was hard on him. You know, Julius Randall was like everybody's favorite whipping boy with the Knicks fan during the offseason, coming off of the season that he had last year, and it was dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Everybody was ready to ship him out of town. Everybody was. And he recommitted himself. You know, you read all the stories about the conversations he had with the ownership and the coaching staff and, and, and Tom Thibodeau and really just, you know, committed himself once again. And he's had a great year. You know, Julius Randle is the furthest thing from the Knicks' problems right now. If you want to, I sit here and identify whatever problems they might have. Julius Randle's had himself a real good season. You should be proud of the season that Julius Randle has had. Seriously. Is he a number one? No. That hasn't changed. That's not different from a couple of seasons ago. But if you ask me, he's had a better year than he did two seasons ago. Case in point, you got people in the stands again, right? You know, that was like always the yeah but from two years ago when he had that all-star season in, in 2020 and 21 of it. Like, you're playing in empty gyms. And then the playoffs rolled around, and all of a sudden the seats were full again, and he didn't play very well. And then last year was a disaster when the place was full again. Now he's still doing his thing. So good job by Julius. Well-deserved for making the all-star team. And as far as Brunson's concerned, you know what? This was kind of like his first year in, in, in like a starring-type role. Despite what he did in the playoffs last year. That like from start to finish, this has been kind of like his first year where people are like, this is his team. It was never his team in Dallas. This is his team here with the Knicks. And he's had a really, really good season. And now you're on people's radar. And the fact that the All-Star rosters were announced and he wasn't part of it, and there was semi-outrage from people, like the guy, the talking heads on TNT last night. The, all the guys were saying that they felt Brunson was snubbed. Okay, fine. Next year, if he's having another really good season, I guarantee you he'll probably make an All-Star team. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Talking hoops. We'll talk to Stephen A. coming up at 8 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. But Randall's had a hell of a year. You know, and he deserves to be there. They got that part right. Like, a lot of people thought that, you know, Brunson should have been there over Randall. I, I, I'm not losing sleep over it, you know, because it would have been, been hard to sit here and try to omit a guy like Randall. He, he's, been, he's been that good this year, that consistently good. And as far as the Knicks are concerned, you know, you got the trade deadline coming up on Thursday. We spent so much time here, of course, with the Kyrie rumors now and that story about trades and what could happen over the next few days that all of a sudden you put the Knicks on the back burner. But remember, they were being mentioned as a team that could possibly go out there and improve the club. You know, the OG Ananobi rumors have also been swirling around and It'll be curious to see what this organization feels is, you know, what the progression level is at right now with this team. Like, where are they? You know, do they feel that they are just a player away 
and not even a super. I mean, they're not going to go out there and get a superstar. But, you know, even if it's nice, a, a nice rotational player that's going to be able to help them, is that going to be enough to really change their fortunes for the upcoming season? I don't know. Because they were reluctant to play, let's make a deal in the summertime when it came to Donovan Mitchell. And I know that maybe a Mitchell-caliber player won't be around to be had. But I just want to see how eager and how aggressive that they feel they should be. Because right now, look, we can't kid ourselves. Knicks are a nice little team. But to say that they're a championship contender, we know that's not true. I think the ceiling is probably, you know, just out of that play-in tournament realm. Can get up to six if things really break your way. You know, can you get up to five? But that's probably it. Realistically speaking, I mean, finish sixth and not have to worry about the playing. You know, beat out the Miami Heat and those other clubs. And I think that would be a nice accomplishment this year after how bad of a season they went through last year. 800-919-3776. Christian and Woodbridge up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Christian, how we doing? Hey, how you doing? Good, Chris. What's up? Hey, I'm doing well, man. I just wanted to call in and let you know that um, I really don't see Kyrie getting traded, just like Kevin Durant made a trade request. If they could turn down Kevin Durant, they could turn down Kyrie. Uh, secondly, I want to add that there's no situation where the Lakers are going to take them. So many games on their 500. There's no way Kyrie pulls that team into the playoffs, or I don't see him. Um, I don't see him making a move like that, and I don't see anyone else taking a chance on Kyrie. Uh, he he hasn't proved anything in Boston, and he hasn't proved anything on the Nets. All he did was set Boston back a couple years and set the Nets back a couple years. So but, I just want to leave you with that. But let me ask you a question: When was Kyrie mm-hmm. at his best, and when was Kyrie winning at his best? Who was his teammate? LeBron James. And who's on the Lakers? No, you got a point. You know what I'm saying? There's so like so many I, games on the 500. Well, th- there were a lot under 500, but here's the thing. If you look at the standings, and you know this, Chris, I mean, in the NBA, all you got to do is just get in, find a way to get in. They're only a game right now out of the playing tournament. One game. Because New Orleans right now is sinking like a ship. Remember the Pelicans were like a top four team in the West, and they were really having a great season? New Orleans has lost 10 in a row. And they're hanging by a thread for that last spot. Them and Golden State. Remember, the Lakers were a playing team a couple of years ago, and they got out of it. Right? I mean, uh, obviously, they fell short of things. But still, Lakers are bullish enough. And LeBron is probably confident enough to where he could go into their office and tell Jeannie Buss, you know what? Go get Kyrie. He and I have won before. You put him with AD and the three of us, I bet you we can make a deep run this year. And all he's got to do is sell them on that, and they'll make a deal. I mean, we can be cynical about the whole thing, but let's be honest. I mean, LeBron has a hell of a lot of clout in that organization. He's LeBron. And it frees the Lakers up of Russell Westbrook. Let me, let me put it to you this way. If you're the Lakers right now, who do you think – Gives you a better chance to make a run this season. Russell Westbrook or Kyrie Irving? Because remember, you're not, if you're the Lakers, like, what are you building for? What are you, like, stockpiling assets and draft picks and stuff? Because, you know, when LeBron develops, when LeBron matures, when he turns, what, 65? 
then this whole thing is going to come together? I mean, like, how much longer do you think you got with LeBron playing at this level? You got to strike. You got to make it work. And remember, Kyrie's only a rental more than anything else. I know that he wants to get a long-term contract, but I'm not confident it's going to happen. But if he goes to the Lakers, maybe he's on his best behavior for the next two months because if there's one guy that could keep him on his P's and Q's, it's LeBron James. But the irony of it all is this is somebody that he wanted to get away from when they had a perfect situation once upon a time in Cleveland. All right, 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. We'll keep the conversation going. Next with our good buddy, Stephen A. Smith. Dan Gross' show till 10 right here on this Friday on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN.